WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Live on this Monday, January 29th, it is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we take you up until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzelin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Yep, get ready for it, folks. 14 straight days uninterrupted of Taylor Swift. That's coming to America, folks. Get ready for it. You know, they actually did a breakdown of that, and she's actually not on TV as much as everybody thinks she is. She's just on our minds. She's in the way back. She, she's, she's on, yeah. Right? She's, she doesn't want to be the, the on New York, TV. The New York Times did a breakdown of it, and it's less than, it's it's less than five times a game, and it's less than 25 seconds a game. Feels like an eternity. Not going to lie. Don, it's good morning. All, How are you? It's all the social media creation. This is all the social media creation. <laughs> Everybody who's, and I'm not, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Trust me, I'm far from it. But like, everybody's butthurt about this, and it's, and it's, it's just a, it's a fake. It's a fake story. She's not on the TV that much. But the outrage is real. Yeah, because everybody posts memes of her on. His, <laughs> how can this be? She's. It's everywhere on my timeline. Yeah. But if you actually watch the games, right. it's, it's not as much as people think. That's right. Hi, Greg. How are you? Hi, buddy. <laughs> Dawn, how was your weekend? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some good stuff to get to on today's program. Very interesting story from the New York Post with RFK Jr. and Donald Trump. We will get to that in our big take this morning. The United States, Iran, Jordan, sadly three deaths, 25 injured. Now 160 different attacks on U.S. troops in the Middle East. We'll delve into that. And John Fetterman says, you know what? If you're going to protest in front of my home in Braddock, I will climb the stairs, go to the roof, and I will wave the flag of Israel in your face. Oh, my God. John Fetterman, the hero America never knew they had. (laughs) It's unbelievable. We'll get to that this morning. Uh, Also, climate nut jobs decide to throw soup on the Mona Lisa. No soup for you. No soup for you. (laughs) Now, was that the uh, white or the red? The clam chowder? New England or Manhattan? the line from a Bad Jim Carrey movie. I digress. <laughs> Leah Thomas says, I'm going to sue the Olympics so I can compete. Unbelievable. As a female. We'll get to that as well. Cut sheet is loaded. And by the way, this morning, new camera angle in the studio yeah, we, with the mounted ceiling cam. Yeah, we need to talk about this too, by the way. Ooh. Are, are you mounted in there too? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. It's not, it's not my shot that I'm worried about. It's yours. Oh, okay. Anthony, I... We need to have a discussion about this because there's there's something missing from it that needs to be there. It's like they're looking down from the heavens at me right now. Yeah. 
I'm like an angel sent to save morning drive. Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the news. I'm sure there's a lot of it. Round number one. And for that, we go to another angel, the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning on this Monday morning. Yes, we're closing out January today, January 29th, this Monday morning. So, escaped teen murder suspect Shane Pryor is back in custody this morning after five days on the run. The 17-year-old we've been talking about was taken into custody. This search, led by U.S. Marshals, happened at 3rd and the Boulevard in the city's Fultonville section around 6.30 last night. And prior, we're told, uh, boarded a SEPTA bus that was heading, of course, he was on a SEPTA bus. <laughs> of course. And uh, so officers pulled that bus over. He was by himself on the bus. No incident at all. But uh, they say that, in fact, he had a key, type of a master key, that would unlock handcuffs. Oh, Not good. that he was handcuffed when he escaped from, you know, Children's Hospital Emergency Department by those juvenile authorities, but had a key on him. Hmm. Marshals uh, led the search, took him into custody. He was, I will remind you, originally in custody for the 2020 murder of a middle-aged woman, Tanya Harris. And so he was expected, he had just learned in court a couple weeks ago that he was going to be tried as an adult in that trial on the murder of Tanya Harris. He allegedly did it. And so he had been transported to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia by Juvenile Justice Services Center staffers after he he told them he injured his hand. That's where he escaped because he was not cuffed, etc. It's still under investigation. Okay. We just want to bring you that one. We have a lot to tell you about this morning as the Philadelphia Police Department has ID'd the guy that officials believe took a handgun that was actually used to shoot a police officer and then fled the scene. This happened Friday night. So they identify this guy as a wanted man, Jose Quinones Mendez. He's 42 years old, and he resides in North Philadelphia. Five foot eight inches tall, 160 pounds. They have mug shots of him, etc. His last known address, 2900 block of North Hancock Street. So law enforcement officials say that Quinones Mendez is, they're searching for him for his suspected involvement in a shooting that left a police officer injured. This happened, like I say, Friday night, and that took place, according to police, happened on the corner store along the 2800 block of uh, Master Street, North Master Street, North Philadelphia, late Friday night. So we are following that story for you very carefully. All hands on deck for me. That's how it would be. You fire at an officer, every available resource to come get you. Amen. It's the way it works around here. I will say, as far as... You know, um, the the original story that I talked about, there was that five thousand dollar reward mm-hmm. for the you know for information leading to um, to Shane, the seventeen year old Shane Pryor, the tipster, because he was at a Target buying pants, he was at some other stores, SEPTA. So whoever tipped the tip, they say, was critical. Good. That somebody recognized him from all the mug shots, so the system worked. Yep. They wish it would have worked quick more quickly. Sure. But ultimately, it looks like that person, that tipster, will get that $5,000. All right. So uh, we want to talk about that one this morning. Uh, we also have, once again, thieves making off with cases of highly valuable commodities after three tractor-trailer trucks were burglarized in northeast Philadelphia. Happened again. We've talked about this before, where these tractor-trailers, they have goods inside and burglars strike them in this case 
it was a huge tractor or bunch of tractor trailer trucks full of meat. 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 This is this, we've had this one before. I mean, <laughs> no, right? like, were they they're stealing? Uh, didn't you say it was um, like uh, chip steak or or beef that was used chip for like steak. some of? The, yeah, That's like, oddly specific. Yeah, I, th- I think you I think you mentioned that in the past. I'm like, oh, all the local eateries are getting uh, wiped out here with some of their supplies. Yes. Yes. So they say the three trucks were parked on CF Congdon Parkway. 1 a.m., okay, early this morning, and waiting for a refrigeration facility to open right about now. That's when the thieves struck. So it sounds like they knew exactly. Yeah. It might have been filet mignon. Right. You know what I'm saying? They knew that it was a... What, gonna, what the cut of meat was yeah. and where the truck was going to be. I'm going to put my detective hat on here <laughs> for a moment. I'm going to rule out the possibility of these being vegetarians. These are not <laughs> vegan bandits. That much we can confirm. This is so good. I love it. Um, we have a, since we last, well, the suspects got away with a total of five boxes of meat, presumably beef. Nobody was injured in that one. But the suspects did cut up, cut down the door locks. They came prepared. Got away with the meat. Five boxes. I know. Meat. Hey, what are you in the what are you in the clink for? I stole five stole boxes of meat. beef. I know it's weird. I hope it was worth it, pal. Since we last spoke, a jury ruled in Manhattan said that Donald J. Trump should pay a whopping eighty three point three million dollars to one E. Jean Carroll. So it's a, a rather eye popping sum that in that surreal civil case. I'll just headline that one for you. We do have this, um, we do have obviously the situation in the Middle East this morning with President Joe Biden has commented, and that is three of our service members in Iran struck and killed by a, by, it's believed by Iranian, uh, backed drones or a drone and at least 34 others injured. So President Biden speaking out saying, that uh, there will be retaliation on this one. And by the way, just to put the financial uh, summary judgment in, in context for what you said with Trump, mm-hmm. with $83 million, for what it's worth, uh, back in 1995, O.J. Simpson was found civilly liable for the deaths of Nicole and Ronald Goldman, and that judgment was $33 million. So the going rate now for whatever Trump did or did not do is $83 million. What OJ did was $33 million. People were saying it was $50 million adjustment for Biden, Biden inflation. I saw that on social media. Well, what is $95 million, or what is, what is $33 million in 1995 worth now? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm assuming $83 million. Well, or close. Whatever the number, uh, this is going to be appealed. Yeah. She's never going to see that money. But I will point out to you that even E. Jean Carroll's attorneys did not ask for that amount of money. Oh, so he, she, she originally got... they asked for ten, then they asked for twenty. In the closing argument, asked for twenty-four. Yeah, and suddenly the jury says, "Well, we're going to quadruple it." That's all right. There's the. It's sixty-six point four two million today. Look at you with the math on the fly. No, I just googled it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in sports, well, in sports, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift with uh, sharing that on-field kiss. Yeah. After the Chiefs beat the Ravens, and uh, so KC Chiefs, they know exactly what they're doing. By the way, who the two of them? Oh, I Kelsey and Swift. It's adorable. In this world, we need love. No, but they—they're young. They're in love. It's freaking adorable. This this is very methodical. It's calculated. I actually I sent you this yesterday. Uh, Taylor Swift, uh, just from from like a economic standpoint, this is from Front Office Sports. 
she has generated $331.5 million, which is the equivalent brand for the Chiefs, the NFL, and every media company out there, print, digital, radio, TV, and social media, dating back to September. She has, I don't know how they equate this or how they, um, you know, extrapolate that, but that's the value of her being on NFL TV. If you're wondering, like, what the agenda is, it creates all this, like what we're talking about right here. Yeah. And you know what? You know what I like? Nobody, nobody's mentioning anymore that they hate football. Nobody wants to cancel football. You notice that? No, the Eagles ruined, down... Eagles ruined football enough for me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a mom with you know kids who play football, right? I love the fact that all of a sudden she made football a thing, well, a it's popular br- thing. It's bringing in a different audience, to your point. Her audience. Yes. Her, yeah. That's correct. Young That's why the NFL loves it. Yep. Looking at those fabulous tight ends, finding real men, it's nice. This is good, Nick. I look, yeah. If you Come wanna, on, man. You want to stare at the back of pants of football players and talk about <laughs> tight ends? I got you. That's your thing, not mine. Hey, that's what you do all weekend. That's right. <laughs> so uh, obviously, Kansas City Chiefs. What is this? Their fifth Super Bowl. They're headed to Forty ers heading to the Super Bowl after that thrilling second half comeback. It's amazing. We, Detroit. We get rid of Andy Reid, and the guys in the Super Bowl every year now. Four out of the last five years? Yeah. Is, is that what I heard? I mean, I know we got our, our championship six years boy, ago, the, but... Boy, the Lions blew it, didn't they? Man. Yeah, they are up 17. Oof. Oh, man. They looked unstoppable in that first half. I know. I fell asleep when they were up 24-7. Yeah. Ouch. They looked unstoppable in that first half, and then I was like, wow, this is not going... Yeah. And they came out in the, in the uh, third quarter after halftime in just eight minutes, and they scored 17... Uh, points i woke up at 2 a.m i checked my phone i'm like whoa yeah like detroit blew it well yeah you had your run detroit hope it was fun i know it was it's just it's sad that i was cooking back and forth but i was watching i enjoyed watching for taylor swift because yeah well the first game stunk you didn't miss anything baltimore stinks that was awful Baltimore's quarterback had some, yeah. um, you know, they have a, they have some young players who I thought were really exciting. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, no, Zay Flowers, young kid, rookie. Sports with Stenzlin. Yeah. No, don't... no, it's it's purely from the view of, David, look at him. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. trust me. Lamar yeah. Jackson is going to throw, <laughs> uh, how many interceptions is, is he going to throw in the end zone? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Terrible. He's not even in the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Not even close. I was I was uh, duped by them this season. Yeah. I re- I really thought that they were the best team in the NFL. Yeah, and then they played the Chiefs, and they were like, "Nope." Yeah, I had the Chiefs and the Lions yesterday. It was a good day. So, in the forecast, we are not as warm or wacky as we were last week. Today and most of this week, Greg Soccer will be happy that we will see the sun most uh, pretty much through Sunday. So sunny, the sun and some clouds through this week but 44 today 42 tomorrow 44 wednesday thursday and friday 47 and then for the weekend pure sunny skies ex- expected however we're looking at 37 ish for the weekend but no measurable precipitation through the forecast forecast kind of quiet kind of usual january ish weather late january and then i'll remind you that this friday is groundhog day mm-hmm. 
Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 6.15, Monday morning. Let's get ready for another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you by Budget Blinds this morning. The Big Take, Veep Calculus. In the eyes of Donald Trump supporters, he has many things working in his favor. The economy, the border, inflation, energy, and crime, all were much better under 45 than they are under 46. Those are facts. And while Donald Trump continues to get stronger in polls every time he gets indicted and energizes his base, it also could be a turnoff to those on the fence. Polls indicate that some will not vote for Trump if he ends up convicted of a crime. And we've also clearly established that abortion is likely the kryptonite of the GOP in the post-Roe v. Wade era that we have been in for the last 18 months. And when you go back and you look at Trump's elections in 2016 and 2020, both in victory and defeat, they were close. Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016 thanks in part to winning three of the six key swing states by a total of just under 80,000 votes. Four years later, in 2020, it was just 44,000 votes in Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin that separated Biden and Trump from a tie in the Electoral College. And here we are in 2024, every single vote counts, every demo counts. Polling averages indicate that Joe Biden has lost about a quarter of his support from the black vote, down from 87% to 63%. But we also know that Trump lost a lot of college-educated suburban women in 2020 that he had in 2016 on the outskirts of cities in battleground states like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Georgia, Phoenix, Arizona, Detroit, Michigan, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But Trump is doing amazingly well with the Hispanic vote. He was in Nevada over the weekend and very excited to share this news. Listen and watch. Right? It's the first time in the history of the poll, this particular one, where a Republican is leading with Hispanics. And when you look at past elections, past margins of victory and defeat, polls and every single demographic, ask yourself this simple question. Could Trump's vice president make the difference in 2024? Some big news over the weekend as the New York Post is reporting that Donald Trump's team reached out to RFK Jr. early on about serving as vice president. Quote, Trump operatives expressed an interest in Kennedy early on, but it was all premature, a source said. The pair recently agreed with their support for Texas in their fight against illegal immigration. The source, according to the New York Post, said the gesture was made, quote, right out of the box when Bobby announced anything's possible. I wouldn't write it off by any means, the source said. Here was Donald Trump recently on Fox News with Martha McCallum and Brett Baer talking about his vice president options. Listen and watch this. Let me just ask you a follow up on that about who would be in your in your cabinet, in your administration. Mm-hmm. If you are the nominee, which I know you expect to be, who would be in the running for vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you. We'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christy better. Uh, Christy Christy for vice president I I don't see it I don't see it that would be an upset Christy for vice president ladies and gentlemen I'd like to announce 
Okay, so let's think about this equation here. Of all of the options out there and all the names that we've mentioned, and even some of the names that perhaps we've omitted or haven't thought about, would RFK Jr. deliver the most votes to Trump of any possible vice president? He certainly has his following. He has people that won't vote for Biden. He has people that won't vote for Trump. He's got views and thoughts that align with the right, such as his positions on censorship, free speech, and big pharma and vaccines. He's also very left on issues such as the environment and climate change. And he shares a few things in common with Trump. He was denied Secret Service protection by Joe Biden. And despite being in the Kennedy family dynasty of politics, he's been forced to leave the Democratic Party, much like Trump. Keep in mind, Trump used to be a Democrat. And both want to destroy the FBI and the bureaucrats of the swamp, and both run counter to the establishment. We've gone down this road before. Should Trump select a minority male, perhaps Vivek Ramaswamy or Tim Scott? Should Trump select a female, perhaps Elise Stefanik, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard? just to name a few. But what if RFK Jr. could be the X Factor? The New York Post goes on to say Kennedy, 70 years old, who initially was running as a Democrat but is now an independent, wasn't interested and has continued to shoot down speculation that he would ever take a job as Trump's Veep. Quote, I've heard the concept. It's not surprising, said Timothy Mellon, who has donated at least $5 million to Kennedy's super PAC. A second large donor to both Trump and Kennedy said the movement to draft Kennedy is still alive in Trump circles. It's very much behind the scenes at this stage. As we progress, you might see it bubble up a little bit more, the donor said. Quote, Bobby can bring new people to the polls, end quote. Yet Steve Bannon, former chief White House strategist for Trump, who remains close to the former president, has also pushed the idea and said in August that a Trump-Kennedy ticket would produce a, quote, massive landslide. So at this point, we would be looking at the single most important question for Trump. Could it be a vice president with major name value that makes 45-47? Does the math of RFK Jr. outweigh the math of a female vice president, perhaps in a battleground state? It's a calculus equation that could very well determine 2024. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning brought to you by Budget Blinds. BudgetBlinds.com, your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery and motorization, free in-home consultations, and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection today online at BudgetBlinds.com. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to RFK Jr. being leaked to Trump. And we'll do that on the other side, 855-839-1210, on social media at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, you can get us on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button and be a part of the show today. Back after this, Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So I'm looking at the opening line for the Super Bowl uh, coming to us in two weeks. San Francisco right now is favored right now by minus one and a half. If you if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And you can do all that with Fanduel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Fanduel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight, but Fanduel. 
also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you get $200 in bonus bets if you've if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and the official partner of 1210 WPH, he21 and over President PA. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. It is a Monday morning. Hopefully all of you had a great weekend as we begin another work week. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. And a major show announcement coming up on Wednesday at 720 a.m. Let me reiterate that major show announcement coming up Wednesday at 7.20 a.m. I wonder what it could be. Mm. Wouldn't you like to know? We would, we would like to know, Mr. DeSantis. We would. But you're going to have to stick around for about another uh, 49 hours Yep. until we uh, get there Wednesday yep. at 7.20. All right. Uh, Fetterman, Braddock, we've got pro-Palestinian protesters. We'll get to that story. We'll get to... The uh, tragedy in the Middle East with a few of our service members as this thing continues to escalate. Uh, but I do think it's very interesting when we talk about the vice president of the United States um, and whether or not it makes a factor. And that story coming out, I think it was Friday into Saturday with the New York Post, that there has been some conversation and some speculation between Trump and RFK Jr. as his running mate. And what a Trump-RFK Jr. ticket would look like. And whether or not, and I think that's the ultimate question. Now, we can sit here and say the VP doesn't matter. We can sit here and say it does matter. We can throw out females. We can throw out people from battleground states. We could talk about people that placate to Trump's base. Or we could talk about people that maybe can swing independence in his favor. And I think it's very interesting that I I broke it down into three categories. I have a couple of people on the no list. I have a couple of people on the I'm open to but undecided list, and then I have the people that I would absolutely say yes to for a VP option next to Trump on a Trump ticket. But I'm wondering, let me just ask you guys this, Don and Greg, some basic math here. Let's just sit here and say, you know what, Trump's doing better than he has in the past with the black vote. Let's say that poll's correct, that some of the black people have vote have soured on Joe Biden. Okay, we heard Trump in the big take. He's doing incredibly well with Hispanics. One poll has him leading Joe Biden. First time ever a Republican has done that. So let's let's just remove the black vote and the Hispanic vote for a moment. Let's boil it down to females and independents. What would you say carries more weight that could swing the election in Trump's favor? Finding the right female that could get the suburban mom post-Roe v. Wade, or perhaps just generally speaking, and I know I'm using a broad brush here, but the independent out there that might be an RFK guy that realizes RFK has no path, but on a Trump ticket, maybe these people will vote Trump because Bobby is his running mate. I think there's something to it. I don't know the likelihood of it, but if I'm just trying to figure out in my head, generically speaking with math, I'm like, okay, I mean, even if you find the right picture, perfect female, right? With the right message on abortion, it might not penetrate. 
you might have that college-educated single female out there that says, I'm not voting for Trump. I don't care if Mother Teresa is his running mate. So then does RFK Jr. make sense? Would RFK Jr. be willing to do it? He's already been shunned by the Democrats. I mean, if there's one guy out there with a family history of maybe needing Secret Service protection, it's the Kennedys, right? And Joe Biden's like, yeah, no, you don't, you don't, you don't get Secret Service protection, you outsider. Get away. Get out of here. So are you, are you buying RFK Jr. on a Trump ticket is my question. Because I got a tweet, and this was during the big take. I want to read this. This is from Dan Kay. His Twitter is at Voltage underscore online. He says a Trump-Kennedy ticket causes Trump to lose me as a voter. No lefties. And RFK is exactly that. Don Stensland, are you buying RFK Jr.? I know you're a Sarah Huckabee Sanders fan, but would Trump Kennedy make sense to you in your world? No, 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 <clears throat> absolutely not. No, and and the Trump campaign yesterday tweeted that out. Their spokesperson said, "Well, they say no one from the Trump campaign ever approached JFK Jr. or ever will." They called him a radical environmentalist. Wow. Okay, so they're shooting so, that down. I know the Post reported. I know there were all these reports. Mm-hmm. So either they did approach him and he and there was no chemistry. Or Bobby's floating this or, out there from his side. Or, yeah, maybe he's floating that out there to get his name out there, which would be smart. Mm-hmm. But no, he's too, he's too lefty. No. Okay. You're, you're teeing up the next person because Trump can only serve four years. So you're... To me, I just think you're teeing up the next president of the United States of America. And there are so many fantastic people surrounding Trump and mm-hmm. in the GOP that we've talked about that, I mean, that's just it. Yeah. Republicans have an opportunity, have a real lane here to uh, to be in the White House mm-hmm. for 12 years. Right. So do it right. Okay. Don't, please don't screw this one up. All right. My wife, my wife's uncle, who I've told you in the past, is a crazy nut job. Uh, he's, I've told you on this show many times, he's part Alex Jones and he's part RFK Jr. He voted for Trump in 16, did not vote for him again in 20, but texted me over the weekend saying that he would absolutely vote for Trump in 24 if RFK was his veep. By the way, I, I believe I was the one who started saying that those two should team up. It would make sense to me that those two would team up. However, I, I'll play coming up at 745. Uh, RFK Jr. was on with uh, Michael Smirconish on CNN on Sunday. And he basically said that, that he will be on the ballot in all 50 states. And I believe he's hinting that it'll be under the libertarian ticket. Oh. So, um, yeah, I think that his his goal is to, first of all, I don't think that RFK Jr. would ever do it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's do, do talking, what? everybody's sitting here talking about, well, Trump wouldn't want him. I don't think RFK Jr. would do it. That's a fair point as well. So I I think that um, Trump Trump is not going to he's Greg this this is not going to happen. He doesn't bring it for him. I also don't know that he would. I br- disagree. I also don't think it's a pot. I mean, it, it, is it a is it a pot? Is there a percentage chance out there? Perhaps. I also don't know that Trump wants a strong personality as no. his vice president. I, this guy, nobody. The thing about it is he's a nice man and they tried to shut him down and I get that. Mm-hmm. But the truth is what we he is a far lefty when it comes to the economy and all that stuff. I know. So he's he's in no he is nowhere even in you, the you in guys the yard are, in the realm of guys, being a conservative you guys, in, you guys are insane if you don't think that he picks away 
Donald Trump voters. You guys are just, you're naive if you think that he doesn't pick away Donald Trump Well, voters. so far, yeah, you're naive does. to think that he would ever be yeah, the veep of a, of a GOP does. candidate. Not so, going to happen. So far in the polls, though, RFK has hurt Biden more than Trump. Every poll that we have reiterated, like when you look at Trump versus Biden head to head, and then you throw in RFK as the third the third voice, so to speak, Trump's lead widens every time. So, so far, the polls, for what they're worth, again, take them for what they're worth, that RFK is hurting, hurting Biden more. That's why I'm wondering if, if, if you're Trump, do you sit there and say, there's a lot of guys out there that are not going to vote for Joe that like RFK. Do I grab him as my veep? Although, let, let me just go back to this personality thing. I was thinking about Mike Pence over the weekend for his VP. Very soft-spoken, mild-mannered, evangelical Christian. I don't know that Trump wants a strong personality, strong vi- voice vice president. Think about this. And I've got three different categories here. I jotted this down on my little handy-dandy legal pad. Um, here's the nose. All right? Let, let's just go through this one last time. Yeah. Uh, no to Tucker Carlson. No. Not happening. No to Vivek Ramaswamy. No. Not happening. Cabinet member for sure. Veep, no. Carrie Lake, no. There's too many right there. And that those three, all that does is juice up the base on social media for everybody that spends their day tweeting about Donald Trump like he's the second coming of Christ. So that's out. Uh, undecided slash open to. I'm, I'm open to Christy Nome, and I'm also open to Dawn's selection of sarah huckabee sanders thank you i think that would be that's uh, uh, solid it'll never be sarah huckabee sanders i i would bet against it i but... do love her i'm i'm not saying i'm not saying you don't i'm it has nothing to do with personality but there's a very superficial reason why it won't be her because he's very uh camera focused she's not exactly camera friendly all right so you, you know he wants, he wants eye her? candy have you i i disagree first of all how can you say that when she was his official spokesperson okay. and one of the best ones yeah, number gonna, one not going to be not going to be his running she's the every woman the every mom she has he the name want that. huckabee he doesn't want that you're he, saying he, you're he saying want he wants, that at all he wants then more kaylee he mcinerney then why did he choose her as as his as his spokesperson who did a fantastic job why did he choose her by the way she's lost a ton of weight there's nothing to do she with looks fat no. she looks is she on ozempic too she no a, she no she had she survived thyroid cancer she has oh. a lazy eye oh god bless her Would you, she does. I'm just saying. Oh he's, he's, he's a he's a superficial guy who wants somebody camera why focused. Why did he choose her to be his official spokesperson in the White All House? All right. So if you're saying he wants somebody that looks uh, more aesthetically pleasing, he does. Uh, here's my four. Look at his lawyer. Here's my four yeses. Oh, don't start, don't get me started with Haba. Break. My tongue falls out of my head. He needed a woman okay. and who's by we, the way a nice exactly married like lady. Melania she doesn't. Okay. All right. Tol- uh, but he needed Tulsi a Gabbard. woman. Tulsi Gabbard. No. Tulsi Gabbard. Elise Stefanik. I'm going to watch Taylor Swift videos. Tim Scott, RFK Jr. There's my four yeses. RFK, Tim Scott, Tulsi, and Elise. Tulsi Gabbard's cute. I think she could fit the bill. Does that that fit the mold for you, Stockton? She would... would, Also a former Democrat. I think that that, that she would be a top contender for him, but I do see a lot of... You know she's she's a she's liberal on a lot of stuff too. So mm-hmm. I don't you, you know it wouldn't guys. I'm just saying everybody's like, well, I'm out if it's this person or I'm out. First of all, you're not. Second of all, it, it, it you know he needs somebody that brings something that he doesn't. Yes, and having somebody who's a little Thank bit more you. moderate or liberal. Thank you. Is is you know he he has the he has the evangelicals. He doesn't need them. Yes. So like he needs somebody who makes him 
a little bit more moderate and a little bit more, you know what I mean? Well, and let's be real. He's already far, he's, Trump is far more moderate and left than DeSantis is. Yep. Slash was. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these people are like, oh, I'm, I'm out because uh, he or she's a lefty. Like, you guys act like, sta- like Trump is a staunch conservative on every issue. <laughs> Please stop it. Wait, so this is, this is I'm going to blow a gasket here, because I need to see it all weekend. So, so you want somebody, you want a mini-me, is what you want. You want a little wannabe Trump like Carrie Lake, who walks around stomping with her America First movement, that she's so full of crap on. Is that what you want? Because that's going to get you a loss. How about that? You're going to lose if you go down that road. Well, yeah. You I want mean- Tucker? Do you want Tucker to do a little Twitter show from Trump's basement? Is that going to make you happy and vote for him? You're all full of crap. Every last one of you. And I'm one of them. <laughs> but you're full of it. Stop. You're very passionate because both of you want... I can see both of you are very passionate about this because you want you want Trump to pick the right one, so he wins. I, I just want him to win. I get that. I no, understand he's, that. He's going it, to... It's not because of the fact that he's going to win. I pray every day. I, I believe he's going to win. I think he, w- he will win and turn this country around. What I want is that the that the future is teed up such that we have somebody who is fantastic. And so when I look at Sarah Huckabee Sanders or I look at Elise Stefanik, but for Sarah, she's a governor with that executive experience. And I like that about her. What about Ron DeSantis? Well, I mean, if you're if we're going to tee up the vice president to be the next president, then That's DeSantis I mean. would be out. That's what I mean. Which I'm fine with. Look, this this notion that DeSantis is just going to be the guy by default five years from now. I mean, after his campaign he ran, can we really sit there and say that? Like, honestly, I mean, we're all talking about this. It's amazing. De- DeSantis, was, he ran this this terrible, awful campaign, yet we all just say, well, yeah, he's the next man up. Like, why? What did he show us? And I say that as a fan, right? Like, he's a policy champion. He's been very effective. But, man, I mean, he's got a lot of things that he needs to fix if he's going to win four years from now, if he's even going to be the, the nominee. I mean, that's... You know, we're, we're talking, it's like saying, well, I think the Eagles are going to get back to the Super Bowl next year. Really? Based on what? What did you see down the stretch? I didn't see anything from DeSantis down the stretch that says he's going to figure it out. Now there's this article from Politico that they're fearful that a vengeful DeSantis will burn it all down in his final two and a half years in Florida. You guys should read that <laughs> column in, in Politico. They think he's going to go scorched earth on, on uh, basically his administration and... and all of a sudden, again, I take it for what it's worth. It's a, it's a source from Politico, so it's probably not true. But it's almost like the same um, the same mantra of Trump that they fear he's going to be like this vindictive, vengeful, uh, you know, dictator. Which I mean, I don't really see happening. But um, yeah, I, I, DeSantis is a for, we're, we're, I mean, he is not a foregone conclusion. Twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight. Once he's out of office at the end of what twenty twenty six, yeah. He's going to have some time on his hands. He might want to start figuring out his errors of his ways and figure out how he can resonate with more people because the culture wars and the woke stuff, that ain't going to get you to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, pal. I'll just tell you that right now. Economy, border, the things that Trump's very good on, that's where DeSantis needs to hone and sharpen his skills on. 855-839-1210 is the number. All right, we got to come back and get to uh, what happened over the weekend in the Middle East because Joe Biden, uh, in my opinion, allowed this to happen, and we'll do that on the other side of Kale and Company. And enough of the enough of the bashing of people on Twitter for that that want you know somebody else not named Tucker Carlson to be vice president. People <laughs> seeing all these tweets. I'm not voting. Okay, one I've, of the loyal mom listeners um, yeah. just. 
privately messaged me, Nick and Greg need some pampering this morning. I do. <laughs> I need a lot of things, and I don't think I can get it all in the five-minute break. But I can tell you about the Piazza Auto Group and Piazza Premium Automobiles. As we ring in the new year, our friends from Piazza, they want to wish everybody a happy 2024. And Piazza is excited to welcome in two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Yardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue. You will receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from the Piazza Premium Automobiles and the Piazza Premium Auto Group. You can find your newer certified pre-owned today. How about Infinity, Maserati, luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. Check them out online, piazzapremiumautos.com. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. One hour out from what's on the cut sheet. I took a little peek and gander at it. It's going to be loaded. We might need three rounds to get through it today. Could very be, could very well be a possibility. Also, after the news, John Fetterman takes a stand on the top of his roof in Braddock. We'll get to that as we continue this morning. But sad stuff over the weekend as we had three more fatalities uh, to U.S. service members uh, in what they are saying apparently is a drone attack. In Jordan, uh, this following more battles uh, in the Middle East. By my math, now we have now seen 160 different attacks on American forces in the Middle East since October, since Hamas committed that brutal, brutal act against many, many Jewish people in Israel. So um, I, I want to play you two pieces of audio, um, and this really goes to show you. I believe why nobody takes this current administration seriously on the global stage. This was the message, and it's almost uh, verbatim between, (laughs) speaking of presidents and vice presidents, here was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris back in the fall, what their message would be to those who think they're going to attack uh, either the Jewish people or Americans in the Middle East. Take a listen to this. I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran. Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I I think the message was not received, Joe and Kamala. See, this is what happens when you have an administration that exudes weakness. You look at Donald Trump and this stuff did not happen under Donald Trump. None of these things would be happening, I believe, in my personal opinion, under Donald Trump. Russia, Ukraine, no. Israel, Hamas, no. China, sniffing around, getting ready to take Taiwan, no. Iran, backing a lot of this stuff that's going on in the Middle East, no. North Korea, South Korea, no. You hear things like World War III, And when you hear people like Joe and Kamala saying, no, don't you do it. Don't you. It's like me telling my dog not to take the steak off the counter that I'm marinating in a bag. Don't do it, buddy. Don't do it, buddy boy. No. My son right now is at the age where you tell him no. And he kind of puts his hand up just to see how far he can push it. It's hot. He's like, don't. 
don't, yep. don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exact. And everyone's like, oh, Trump used to praise these global dictators, these aspiring evil individuals. Trump was very good at stroking them. Oh, Kim Jong-un, he's a brilliant guy. Putin, he's a smart man. Can you believe Donald Trump would say, yeah, he said that, and what happened after that? They had relationships, he strokes them a little bit, but he also ruled with an iron fist where these leaders wouldn't have had the stones to do what they are doing in the last three years. And the worst part of all of this is now it's like, you have to retaliate, right? Because you were soft and weak up front. Don't do it. Don't do it. They attack. Now, if you don't respond to American casualties, you are a coward. You're weak. And now all the warmongers are coming in. Did you hear Lindsey Graham over the weekend? He said, we will not deter Iranian aggression, calling for strike targets of significance inside Iran. Tom Cotton, Republican from Arkansas. The only answer to these attacks must be devastating military retaliation against Iran's terrorist forces, both in Iran and across the Middle East. Anything less will confirm Joe Biden is a coward, unworthy of being commander in chief. So it's like a double edged sword, is it not? Like we don't want war, but yet Joe Biden didn't do much to prevent all of these attacks. And now it's like, okay, well, now that they have attacked us, what do you, what's the old adage? Like, if you don't stand up to the bully, the bully's going to keep attacking you and punching you in the face, right? You got to do something and stand up for, for your people. So what does Joe Biden do now? Because now you have a lot of the, the classic warmongers in the establishment, like Lindsey Graham. I'm sure Nikki Haley's going to be weighing in. There's not a war she wouldn't like to be involved in as well. So here we are, and it's like you got to stand up for your country and take a stand here, or else you're going to continue to show that you are weak and that other countries can do whatever they want and push around the United States. That's where we are, 855-839-1210. We'll get some phone calls on the other side if you want to jump in. Don will have some news to kick off Hour 2. And then, of course, speaking of the Middle East, uh, we will get to what happened outside of John Fetterman's home (laughs) in Braddock, Pennsylvania. A little bit of speculation as to whether or not it was actually Fetterman on the rooftop waving the flag I don't know. It might have been a stunt double, but we'll talk about that as we kick off hour number two. Kale and Company, back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.